Thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, this episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. On today's episode, me and my raspy voice are going to try to get through an episode of talking about Michigan State's senior day win against Maryland. Tom Izzo gets win number 663. And also, oh yeah, that's right, we got some foot players in the NFL Combine. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spartans listeners, how on earth are you doing on this fantastic Monday? I hope you're doing quite well. I hope you're doing a lot better than my voice is right now. Yes, this is a voice that was at Breslin Center for Senior Night, rooting on our Michigan State Spartans. And hopefully uh, you guys were too, uh, whether it be at you know Breslin Center or at the confines of your own home or a nice bar or wherever on earth you guys took in the game. Hope you enjoyed the end of that fantastic weekend. And uh, yeah, just uh, a nice little win for your Michigan State Spartans. And guess what? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit here on today's show. But before we get there, I just have to ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, as you hopefully already know, this is the Locked On Spartans podcast. That's right, your team every single day. On tomorrow's episode, we will be getting into the whole Big Ten tournament with Ben Stevens. Uh, if you don't know him, uh, you'll fall in love with him uh, t- tomorrow. He's, he's one of my favorite people of all time. Cannot wait to have him on the show. And also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to yell at someone about anything going on in your life, uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right. Our Michigan State Spartans, 77. Those Maryland Terrapins, 67. And uh, don't think we're just done with those Terrapins just yet as we will be opening the Big Ten Tournament on Thursday against those Turtles. Uh, on Thursday night or early afternoon, uh, or I guess I should say late afternoon, it'll be a 6.30 Eastern Time tip-off. Uh, yeah, because we're going to be seeing them for a third time in Big Ten play. Uh, you know what? And Once again, this was a Michigan State basketball game that was decided very early on in the game. However... It actually worked out for our Michigan State Spartans. Uh, yeah, the the last few games, uh, you know, whether it be against Ohio State or Michigan or uh, you know, okay, the Purdue game went okay, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's been very common that some Michigan State games have been wrapped up very early in the game. But hey, this time it was your Michigan State Spartans that were getting things taken care of early on. As uh, Maryland took eight minutes to make their first field goal of the night. Michigan State jumped on them very early, getting off to an 18-1 lead early on in this game. Now, there are some fascinating marks, uh, remarks to have about this game. And I wonder if this lineup with uh, Marcus Bingham back in the mix, with Joey Hauser back in the mix, was a lineup decision because it was, well, senior night at Breslin Center, and we're going to start our seniors. Or if this is just the way it's going to be now, maybe the experiment of Julius Marble, of Malik Hall in the starting lineup, didn't go the way that we all thought it would. 
I think it's very clear that, okay, Malik Hall in the starting lineup didn't go too well the last three games. And as you see how we did tonight, taking the shine away from those seniors, if you will. Uh, I'm only half kidding about that. Uh, but, you know, he did have 17 points. He did lead the entire game with... I'm sorry. He led the team with 17 points. Eric Ayala got 19 points for Maryland. But, yes, Malik Hall got 17 for our Spartans off the bench. So maybe this is just a lineup here. Going into March Madness, uh, stay tuned to find out. Love to just jockey around and dilly-dally with lineups this late in the season, but hey, it's just been that kind of a year, and I'm not going to lose too much sleep on it right now in a recap victory episode. Uh, maybe we'll get into it a little bit in the middle of the week, but hey, right now, it's all smiles, baby. Uh, really, really love how Marcus Bingham and Gabe Brown came to play today. Of course, Bingham hitting those two early three-pointers on in the first half. He had 12 points. He had 11 rebounds. He also logged 20 minutes. That is the fourth time he has logged 20 minutes since the start of January. So shout out to Marcus Bingham for that one. Big time performance on his part. And then Gabe Brown. Yes, 10 points on 32 minutes. Now, listen, 10 points is solid. It doesn't necessarily light the world on fire in the box score. However... It's where five of those points came, which was really maybe not a difference maker, so to speak, for this game, but it definitely put a massive, massive fire out. Uh, Michigan State goes into halftime up 20 points. Oh my God, life is so good. I'm having the time of my life. Oh, this is just the best time. Is Michigan State back? <gasps> Uh-oh. Maryland cuts the game to a one-possession contest with seven-ish minutes left in the game. Okay, Five of those Gay Brown points came immediately after Maryland cut into that lead and made things very scary. He had a two-point jumper. And then three-pointer. Thank goodness for you, Gay Brown. Those five points uh, might as well have seemed like 12 points because when he cashed those in, that let everyone in Breslin Center know that, okay, the game is over. The kids are going to be okay, so that was a great showing from Gabe Brown. Uh, but it was more of the same, too. Max Christie struggled to find his shots, but I guess, you know what? If you're starting off that hot of the game as a whole, not, not Max Christie, but collectively as a whole team, you don't necessarily need that performance from Max Christie. Uh, it was, yeah, Julius Marble, he did fine. Uh, eight points in ten minutes. That's That's a solid outing right there. For your other big man as well. And I thought something that was really interesting. And this is pointed out by Andy H. on Twitter. You will maybe know him as Andy H. RCMB. He also has a fantastic YouTube channel. But he pointed out that Michigan State played with just 14 lineups tonight. That is the lowest in quite some time. So yes, while it is a different starting lineup tonight for your Michigan State Spartans... Really across the board for the entirety of the 40 minutes, and that includes, you know, some late-game shenanigans with putting uh, the, the end-of-the-bench people in, having your senior day ceremonies. That 14 lineups was used tonight. That is trimming that number down. And you kind of need a trim-down number when you go into March Madness, and what better time to trim that number down? Well, then your last game of the regular season. Uh, again, 
we will be seeing this Maryland Terrapin team next week. Well, I guess, okay, I shouldn't say next week, this week, uh, in, in four days, rather, on Thursday, as we will be taking them on to kick off Michigan State's Big Ten tournament. Uh, yeah, and listen, we will be getting to Izzo's 663rd victory here in the next segment. I want to sound off on some senior day moments as well. Uh, because, yeah, it's worth talking about, but at the end of the day, hey, you know what? Nice win here for Michigan State. They've been on a schneid. Uh, they've lost seven of their last nine going into this one. And, yes, they've had a fantastic win against Purdue in the middle of all that. And does this win get them off the schneid completely? No, not really. But, hey, you know what? Uh, to end your season on a win, especially with you know two seniors clicking that really have been up and down, uh, it's, it's nice to see. As you go into March, so hey, who who's to say? I, anything can happen here in this magical month that Izzo uh, is known for. So hey, thanks for that one, guys. Uh, nice little senior day victory. And of course, we will sound off more about Izzo, uh, his record-setting win here in the second segment, and then also uh, just senior day in general. But first, just have to talk. To, sorry, <laughs> can't talk. Have to talk to you, fine folks, about BetOnline.net. Woo! Football might be over for the season. But basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for the sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, for boxing, for UFC, and also golf. That's right. Don't forget golf. Uh, Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. And also got to talk to you beautiful people about RunYourPool.com. That's right, RunYourPool. March Madness is only a few weeks away, and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your bracket this year. Are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? Well, we've done our homework here, and we're running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of fun formats like that. And they have options at its scoring, and they offer way more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS. And if you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even your customers. Plus, they offer white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will find clearly. We believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves, and there is no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout. Pure Madness, that's right, all one word, for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. And before we get back to more talk about Saturday, Saturday, what am I talking about? Sunday's game, rather. There we go. Hey, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day. Now check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here in the Locked On Spartans podcast feed. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you an in-depth breakdown on every single matchup. Now, let's talk about win number 663 for Tom Izzo. And I am so sorry to bring this up in the second segment, but I think, you know, these days, uh, just talking about a win 
is a little more important in the first segment. But man, oh man, what else can be said for him, right? I was hey, I, I know this season's not the most sterling season of his career, and I am sure he'll be the first to tell you that and whatnot. But what a record to get for Tom Izzo, and I really hope, even in the midst of, again, not not a fantastic season, maybe not one that's going to raise a banner, but I, I really hope, and I think that, I, I know that most of the fan base isn't taking this for granted, but yeah, I, I hope that we could all appreciate, and sometimes I have to remind myself of this too, uh, how, just how special this is, right? I mean, th- this is a guy that's been here for 27 years so far at Michigan State, and how do you get to 663 wins? Uh, it, well, it, it's two obvious things, but two things that you can appreciate still. It's that, well, you got to be damn good, right? Like, you got to be pretty good to get 663 wins at a single spot. And number two, and this is more important these days, is just the longevity here, right? It, just to be here for long enough to get 663 wins to top Bob Knight's record is fantastic and we are truly lucky to, to, to be in, in such a situation where we can enjoy a coach, stick around for that long, and then have that success as well. Because uh, usually you have this kind of success, you go somewhere else. But I guess Michigan State just isn't somewhere else. Michigan State is a special place, and Tom Izzo has made Michigan State a special place. Could he have gone to the NBA? He absolutely certainly could have, whether it be back in 2010 where he had the chance to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers and a player that you might know, uh, LeBron James. Yeah, that seems pretty enticing. No, he stayed put. I also know for a fact, and maybe you do as well, depending on how much you like to snoop into some corners of uh, either message boards or just anyone that you know from inside the program or whatnot. These NBA temptations, these lurings, uh, these opportunities that he had, they have been in his life more than a lot of us know. Like he, yeah, the the Cleveland Cavalier job was maybe the most public that he's ever had in his career. But I, no, I can assure you, he he could have gone to the league a uh, many of other times than that. That was just the most public of them. So yeah, for him to stick around for twenty seven years, and then amass the win total that he has whether it be in tournament play, Big Ten play, uh, against rivals, against big non-conference opponents. like It, it is truly a blessing to, to have Tom Izzo around for 663 victories in East Lansing. And also, one thing I want to bring up, too, and I'll probably bring this up a few times in the offseason, um, is that, yeah, I was one of those suckers that got really tied into Coach K's final game on Saturday. Now, did I also find hilarity in the fact that they got beat by double digits against North Carolina at their home gym on such a uh, ceremonious night? Yeah, absolutely. That was hilarious. Are you kidding me? Uh, Yeah, hey, I respect Coach K's accolades. I respect what he did for the game. Yeah, but for a guy uh, so full of himself uh, and so just uh, thinking that he's above everything else, to, to get popped like that and humiliated like that, his last game at his home court. Yeah, that was very funny. However, then I got brought back down to the the the, the romance and, and the mystique of his era. And I'm watching 
like the sucker that I am, once again, I'm watching that post-game ceremony that they had at Duke. And I go back to when Izzo was asked about this, because there's two different roads that that rivalry took down in North Carolina, between North Carolina and Duke. Roy Williams, he just kind of steps away. No ceremony at all. No, uh, you know, retirement tour at all. Whereas Coach K announces before the season. It's a whole pageant of things. It's, oh, every single broadcast that you watch is, oh, this is last game at the Carrier Dome or at, uh, you know, Chapel Hill. It's, yeah, it's a whole thing and it's it's a full year thing. And I'm rolling my eyes being like, this is so annoying. But then again, as I'm watching the ceremony, I'm thinking... I know that Izzo said that he's just going to go away one day and maybe not have such an elaborate farewell tour. But I kind of hope he does, just as a fan, because he deserves that. You know, Roy Williams never got that moment. And it's very, 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 very rare for a coach to go out like that, to have such a ceremonious farewell tour. And I know it seems nauseating in the moment. And I know maybe that Izzo doesn't want this for himself. But I kind of want that for him. Like, what he's done here at Michigan State, will it amass to what Coach K accomplished at Duke? Listen, I think we could all admit that, no, maybe not. Like, he didn't get five national titles. He wasn't here for 40-some years. But what he was able to accomplish here in his time, I kind of hope that he does to allude to that, yeah, maybe the time is now. Maybe I will retire, you know, X, whatever year that will be, or whatever month that will be. Because I hope that he can have that kind of a ceremony at Breslin Center where he can sit down and have people speak very kindly of him and, you know, maybe a court dedication and all, you know, all that all that nice stuff because Izzo's meant a lot to this place. Izzo is the university, you know? I mean, hey, whether you like it these days or not, uh, he is the guy who put Michigan State on the map the last two decades. And I really hope that we give the chance to give him that send-off. That, that's my takeaway from Saturday. Again, we'll have these conversations more in the offseason or maybe next season or the year after that. Whenever he retires, whether that be this offseason or 15 off-seasons from now, who knows? But yeah, I just... I, I couldn't do this podcast after watching Saturday's ceremony with Coach K and think like, you know what? I've kind of changed my tune. I do hope that Izzo does give us a heads-up so he does get this pageantry... Whether he hates it, because, hey, I think us as fans will love it, and he's definitely deserving of that because of everything he's accomplished. Now, really quick, before we uh, switch topics here and get into football, uh, a sport we have not brought up enough here in the last few days or weeks, is Senior Day. And I understand that the four... Actually, I shouldn't say that. The, the three seniors that have eligibility left, because Michael Peterson, he does not have eligibility left. Uh, there's Joey Hauser, there's Gabe Brown, and Marcus Bingham. They do have eligibility left. And I don't think there's a lot of conversation around it right now because I think that most of the fan base is on the same page here. That, I, How do I say this? I, you know what? It, this is how I'll say it. I'll, I'll throw some humor into it. Uh, and it's not really humor. I actually think this is true. Uh, that you, yes, you listening, I, I think there's a better chance of you playing for Michigan State next year than any of the three seniors with eligibility playing for Michigan State next year. Now, is that an end-all, be-all? Am I just telling you? No. Like, I, I, hey, you guys know me. I've been wrong many a times uh, on this podcast. I've also been right many of times. But, hey, maybe this is one of those times where I am wrong. I, I just, I, I don't see Joey, Gabe, or Marcus coming back. And it was it was a great ceremony. 
Listen, I was there, and I've actually been to a lot of senior nights. Oddly enough, like, that's just one thing, like, uh, me, my brother, my dad, like, just do a lot of his senior nights. We, we've gone to our fair share, and they're, they're all fantastic. They're all beautiful ceremonies. Uh, you know, I find myself fighting back tears every once in a while during these, and I, you know, tonight was no different because it it's sad changing, you know? It's sad when, when you see a guy that's worked so hard reach the end of their road, whether it be, you know, the players on the court, the student managers or whatnot, but... Something felt different about this one, where it and, it and it's weird because these are three guys that can come back. So maybe that was the oddity of tonight. But it, it felt like the road f has ended for these guys, whether it be the statements uh, that were put on social media or just the quotes that they've had. Uh, because yeah, I just don't think anyone comes back. Uh, I think that Hauser, um, I. I, I think that he's probably the candidate that's most likely to come back, but I'd either I'd put that at a very small percentage, and that's just a hunch. Listen, these have been a long last two years for him, and then more so for the other guys like Marcus Bingham. I I think this has been a very long four years for him. I don't think him and Izzo see eye to eye on a ton of things, and I think the farewell for him tonight at Senior Night. Yeah, that's like a hey, thank you for everything. You got the blocks record. Good job come back whenever you want just you won't be playing for us and then Gabe Brown I think I think he's reached out of his road here as well he's grown into the player that he can max out at and yeah so it's just a really bizarre thing I, I like I hope I'm articulating it well I don't necessarily think I am because I it's it's like a weird thing like yeah these seniors gave a lot of good memories here but at the same time like Okay, we, we squeezed all the juice we could out of you. And also at the same time, these have been a long last two years, whether it be COVID, whether it be really hope that you guys were going to step up a little more, even though you guys gave us some good moments where you did step up. At the same time, we really thought it'd be a little more, but hey, we're also thankful for the times that he actually did. I don't, it's just kind of strange, kind of strange, but hey, it's the end of the road. They went out with the win at Breslin Center. They got their jerseys in those frames. Uh, the nice little ceremony at the end. Izzo said some kind words. You know, whether he looked directly at the players during those words or not. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's the end of the road for those three guys again. I, hey, we'll talk about this more when the season actually officially ends. Because it's a conversation worth having. Whether the roster is going to look anywhere similar as it did to this year. And also, uh, hey, yeah, we need stuff to talk about in the offseason as well. And it's an important conversation to have. We're going to switch sports here in a hot second. But first, just have to talk to you fine folks about Stat Hero. That's right. Man, oh man, do I love March Madness. Uh, but as much as I love those brackets, uh, I can't really remember the last time I went deep or won any money. Uh, so that's why I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em Contest. That's right. Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'em's pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that are always seeming to, well, uh, kind of get you in these sort of things. Uh, focus on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. No, no, no. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers. Uh, you can win four times more often than you would against those other gambling things that y'all do. Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. It is the easiest and fastest game play for you to get in. And it's just so simple, so sleek, and you can play 
within minutes. That is what daily fantasy is meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on with promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. Also, Guys, need you to stock up on Built Bar for this March Madness coming up. Whether it's a workout, day at the office, day watching the kids, or hey, just like I said, day watching uh, our Michigan State Spartans uh, sweat out a game against some competition this tournament, Built Bar is going to power you through those days. You've heard me talk about Built Bar for days, weeks, months, years, however long you've been listening to this podcast. We have been talking about Built Bar for a good reason. It's uh, because they're, well, mighty tasty. They say right here in this ad read to say uh, they are as good as a candy bar. But uh, no, I'm going to go out. They taste better than a candy bar. They are so good. Whether you're choosing from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, or some built puffs. That's right, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. And their flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Yes, they are incredible on the taste buds, but they are also incredible on the body with their low-calorie, high-protein formula. Uh, most built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. They take care of you no matter what it is that you're trying to do, whether it's workout, get through a ton of spreadsheets, uh, watch those crazy kids at home. Yeah, Built Bar is going to be taking care of you. But also, Built Bar takes care of your wallet. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's right, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com to get those Built Bars. All right, let's get you out the door of this episode with some nice, sweet football talk. That's right, Michigan State, as you may have already known, uh, had three athletes in the NFL Combine over the weekend down in Indianapolis with Connor Hayward, Jalen Naylor, and our beloved, our favorite son, Kenneth Walker, uh, putting up their best. And, you know, I gotta say, all three did solid in the NFL Combine. We will start with Kenneth Walker right now, who may have just cemented himself as the first running back to go off the board. Uh, far from a guarantee, but it, wow, what a what a showing from him. Uh, incredible 40 time. He logged a 4.38 40 time, which was tied for second amongst the big, I'm sorry, not big time, tied for second amongst running backs, I should say. There are three running backs that all tied with a 4.37. He was one hundredth of a second behind those guys, and yes, he was already in conversations whether he was going to be the first running back off the board. Uh, it ends up that, yeah, uh, if you're tied for second amongst 40 times, uh, that's going to help your cause a little bit. That is elite speed, and of course, you pair that with his film, his wiggle, his ability to see holes whether they exist or not exist uh, at the time of him getting the ball. Yeah, um, I don't really feel like I need to preach to the choir right now as this is the Locked on Spartans podcast, and if you're a Spartans fan, you already know how incredible Kenneth Walker is, but yeah, tie that in with his 40 time, and also had a pretty good broad jump and a solid vertical jump as well, so good athleticism from him. Yeah, that's uh, that could have him going as the first running back off the board. Now... The big debate is whether that is enough to put him in that first round. 
going to be a lot of conversation around that. But uh, yeah, as the draft gets a little closer, we will get a little more into that. But just for a combine recap, yeah, uh, Kenneth Walker pretty much did as good as he uh, could have hoped for there with a 4.3840 time. Now, let's move on from one speedy guy to another. Uh, how about Jalen Speedy Naylor? Now, what Naylor did, uh, very impressive. So his official time came at a, a 4.5 for the 40 time. Yes, that was his official number there. Uh, and, you know, I guess, like, hey, listen, 4.5. Okay, th that's that's fast. That that is objectively fast. However, it, it's not that fast. Like when it comes to just wide receiver prospects, which is just crazy. I mean, I, I feel like that just speaks to how freakishly athletic uh, wide receivers are these days, and just how much the game has evolved and everything like that. Because that is the nineteenth best time amongst receivers. Yes, uh, hey, he's, you know, we've known him for Jalen Speedy Naylor for a reason. He could burn and turn with the best of them, baby. And I got to add this as well. His vertical jump, uh, he graded as elite. Uh, his broad jump, he graded very well at that. However, what works against him, too, is that he is just 5'11". Okay, so he's got that. And then, you know, just 186, which is... Not, nothing daunting at all as far as NFL builds go. And it's it's crazy because, you know, just like I said, like 4-5, that, that's a fine time for a receiver. But when you got 18 guys ahead of you, oh boy, that's, that's tough. And right now, he, he's graded as a guy that can go anywhere from late 5th round to 7th round to undrafted, of course. You know, that's always an option as we... Know all too well about that after last year's mishap with uh, Shakur Brown. But hey, uh, right now he is slated to get drafted just in those later rounds. And I don't know if it necessarily hurt him, but it maybe didn't help him at all here uh, at the Combine. And last but not least, we got Connor Hayward, who, what a fascinating prospect this is. He ran a 4.73, which is solid for tight ends, which is what he ran as. And yeah, right now, um, he's slated by a lot of outlets as a guy that will go undrafted, but that's the odd thing, and, like, this is what even, like, experts and analysis are talking about, is that, like, well, he could play fullback, H-back, tight end, but can he really play tight end because he's only five foot eleven? Like, it's, what an interesting spot for Hayward to be in, but tell me that he couldn't, like, stick with a team like... I don't know, the Patriots, who always seem to make guys like this work out, or another team that's fantastic in using H-backs and tight ends like this is the 49ers. I mean, yeah, you can go ahead and pick your team of guys that move around Swiss Army Knives like Connor Hayward, and yeah, based on his last season, where he really showed how athletic he is and how he can be used in different offenses and different schemes, like... <sighs> fascinating and for him to just be invited to the combine and also put up solid numbers like this okay that that's important for him that's solid and he also did good through the little ball gauntlet that he did so yeah right now he's graded as maybe undrafted but i i think we're i mean god i don't want to get anyone's hopes up here and uh but i, I feel like this will be a reverse of what we saw with shakura brown last year where we expect him to get drafted in the late rounds and then he goes undrafted like no i I think Connor Hayward, like, I think a team could take a flyer on this guy just because you can use him in a variety of ways. And he shows that, yes, while he is undersized and size does matter in the NFL, that, well, 
he, he's shown the ability that he does have the pedigree to make it in the NFL and to make it in some offenses that use guys like Hayward. I, yeah, so again, we'll, we'll talk more about these guys uh, as the, the draft nears. But yeah, that's just uh, the, the fallout from the Combine. Uh, great weekend for Walker. And decent for Hayward and Naylor. Uh, maybe more so for Hayward than Naylor. But yeah, I don't think it was detrimental to these guys the way it was maybe for, again, Shakur Brown last year, who had a 40 time that kind of really nipped him in the butt and made him the undrafted free agent that he was. But yeah, um, hey, my goodness gracious, uh, uh, how the time flies by. That's the end of the show, guys. I thank you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Spartans. That's right, your team every single day. Here in the Locked On Podcast Network. We will have Ben Stevens, that's right, friend of the show on tomorrow to help us break down this Big Ten tournament. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, go on and make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. That's right, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Free and available where you get your podcast. All right, gang. Love you all. Go Green.